0: Welcome to Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show, home of the Premier Guides in CapMel.com. There's lots
1: of good-eating fish out there.
0: You don't have to be snacking down on carp anymore. Captain Jason Prieto, Neil Taylor, and Danny Guarino give you the latest fishing forecast to keep you dialed in on a fish. First of all, it shouldn't smell like fish. So get ready for an hour of learning, laughs, and a little bit of cutting up. You chose, as your topic, fish.
1: Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show starts now. Now. This segment brought to you by Grizzly Coolers. Coolers that are made to last a lifetime. For more information on Grizzly Coolers, check out their website at grizzlycoolers.com or visit a retailer near you.
2: And welcome to another week, Tampa Fishing Outfitters radio show. I'm Neil Taylor. We're here for another week of fishing talk radio. Uh, Special guest this week, uh, a visitor from out of state. And uh, we're going to talk about the fishing he's done. We're going to talk about the other fishing that was done before he got to town. Um, our guest is from Annapolis, Maryland, Mr. John Vale. John, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you, Neil. I always enjoy coming here, particularly in the cold weather and de- getting away from our northern winters.
2: Well, we're glad to have you here. And uh, John was the beneficiary of a couple of days slow fishing before he got here. The bite picked up good for him when he got here because we had a couple couple of tough days of fishing Right before John's arrival, um, we're we're January, and it's a it's a typical January. The weather has been, the weather's been difficult. Um, the tides have been good. Uh, the fish are just not always on. And uh, John was lucky to catch kind of the upswing because the couple of days that I had for the the guy that I took from Illinois before that, they just weren't good. And uh, you get that you can get that any time of year, but uh, in January. With the cold and having it maybe not as comfortable and nice of conditions as you could possibly have. It just makes for a bad day when the fishing's bad, too. So, John, uh, why don't you tell everyone what you caught so far while you've been here and
3: uh, what techniques we use to catch them and uh, what you have planned for the rest of the trip. Okay. Well, let me start by saying that I met Neil about three years ago, and... uh, very quickly realized that he and I shared common interests in the style we fish and our conservation ethic and so on. And uh, the first year I fished twice, second year maybe three or four times. Last year I made six separate trips from Maryland for a total of 20 fishing days. And uh, this trip just started today. We caught quite a few speckled trout. Some were quite large and uh, we'll we'll enjoy them at the table tomorrow evening. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and uh, John uh, John's been a good student, so... With everyone I take fishing, it's about teaching them the ways to move the lures, use the lures, where the fish like it, where you get the strikes. You get the strikes, you get the fish hooked, you get the fish hooked, you catch the fish. So over the course of the the initial training, John has gotten really good at it. So it's kind of an easy situation for me when it's John come to town because I taught him everything he needed to know several years ago. So it's just putting him on the fish and he does the rest. So... What we have planned for him the rest of the way, um, it'll be some more action on trout, but uh, we're going to make a bigger effort to find him some redfish. Um, We were not able to find any on his first trip. Um, Wind was blowing. Um, We did see him the day before Um, we caught one, but uh, that's just one of those things. Are they going to be there? It's a flip of the coin. It changes day to day. But we will get him on some redfish while he's here. Um, We're going to get them back on those big trout again. Uh, My fish spread is on the agenda. We've got all these fish in the cooler from uh, that first trip, and I'm sure we're going to have more on tomorrow's trip. So, um, John, tell everyone a little bit about um, your fishing back in Maryland and your fishing community back in Maryland, your, your kayak fishing buddies and that whole deal back there.
3: Let me start by saying we we do fish year-round, even though we have very cold conditions in the winter months. Several of my friends have been out uh, in the last few days, and they've had to break skim ice to, oh, to get to the places where they wanted to fish. Uh, nevertheless, uh, once you, you go through that and the, the weather warms up just a little bit throughout the morning, uh, typically we're catching chain pickerel in tidal waters at this time. And there are also some very large striped bass that are showing up in the main Chesapeake Bay. Uh, I had the good fortune a week ago of going out on on perhaps my most productive trip ever, where I caught 75 large striped bass over the course of a six-hour trip. Wow. That's a good outing. Yeah, I I was very sore afterwards, but I had a wonderful smile on my face from that type of day. You don't get those too often.
2: Yeah, it's a huge day. Uh, Anytime you go fishing anywhere and you can put together a big day like that, Uh, It's something special. So, that's a good way to close out your year. So, with the weather you have ahead, um, how much are you going to continue to go and how much are you just going to sit it out and wait for spring?
3: The last two winters, we had very cold conditions. I think two years ago, we had ice over for four weeks. And last year, for about six weeks, I had to stop fishing or I had to travel to Florida to fish in warmer conditions. Right. Uh, The previous couple of years, we did not have ice over, and I fished almost every week throughout the year, even when it was very cold. Right. If you do fish under those really cold conditions, it's necessary to have the right protective gear, a dry suit or some other type of thing that will allow you protection if you do fall in the water.
2: Have you had anyone, uh, because of wearing their their warm, you know, their, their cold weather gear, have you had anyone drown because of it?
3: Not within our kayak fishing community. There are others who go out perhaps doing whitewater kayaking or those who are just casual paddlers and go out at times of year when they shouldn't do that. And there have been a few fatalities. Uh, We're very fortunate within our kayak fishing community. We've not lost anybody due to cold weather incident.
2: Good. Because a lot of people don't realize it. And if you end up in the water and you have your jacket on and you have, you know, whatever other, uh, cold weather gear on that, uh, is it's going to soak up the water Um, you're gonna sink like a rock
3: and if you fall into cold water and I'm saying cold anywhere from uh, freezing at 32 up to the the mid or upper 40s you have a very limited number of minutes before your body just loses control you don't have muscle control you don't have thought control after just a few minutes so uh, those the protective gear that people wear is designed to prolong that amount of time you have to get yourself to safety right and
2: you know we have the the same situation here but it would take it would take longer um our water temperatures rarely drop down below 60 degrees um but a lengthy exposure in water that's in the 50s um you could have the same result it could kill you so you know that being said um too many people don't pay enough attention to the safety aspects um where you have your pfd which is your that's your life vest uh, if you're not able to reach that immediately something happens where you end up in the water and you can't get that on you've read you've just reduced the chances that
3: you're going to survive an encounter with mother nature that's exactly right uh, i i recommend to all the 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 new kayakers that i see wear your your pfd at all times and if if out in any cold weather it's just mandatory in my opinion to have that on you and have other protective gear sure it is so
2: we have another full two months of where this is a cooler weather situation for us down here um it's it's only a very limited time of the year where you know this is a concern for us but uh if you have any questions about it pick up the phone and call me my phone number is 727-692-6345 i will talk to you about it and uh you can trust me. Um, I'm prepared for every everything and anything that can happen. Um, I've gone in the water with with all my cold weather gear on, and lived to tell about it because I'm a pretty good action guy when when you know when the the chips are down. But uh, you know, I also the preparation I had ahead of time for that that possible scenario um, it was enough where it was not a major problem, and I got back to shore. And what I do is I keep extra clothes in the car. And if I get wet like that, and that was a day where it was actually only 35 degrees, which is rare in Florida. And the water was cold because we'd had a few cold nights. But uh, I got back in my kayak after a dump over. I was in water that was 20 feet deep. But I was able to get back in my kayak. I was able to get back to my car. I was able to take those clothes off, put new clothes on. I turned the heater on. And I I warmed myself back up, but I went back out fishing for another five hours. Um, But you need to be prepared for certain things. And, you know, going into the drink any time of year, do you know deep water reentry? Going into the drink with a heavy jacket on, are you prepared to not sink to the bottom and do something to prevent that from happening? But those are things to think about. Um, They come up more this time of year because the extra clothing uh, John, we're going to come up on our first break. When we come back, we're going to we're going to do the tides and weather segment, and we're going to keep talking fish. And I'm going to pick your brain on uh, what types of things you've done here in your Florida experiences, and uh, what your thoughts are on Florida fishing. Um, we'll go over the tides and the weather for the upcoming week. Um, tides are straightforward. The weather, the weather is really kind of a flip of the coin on a lot of a lot of fronts. Uh, the come on man segment we're gonna see if you can come up with one of those captain's tip of the week we're gonna have you cover that one too that's in the last segment of the show um, our uh, sponsors we'd like to thank them you're gonna hear their ads at every break that we go to so when we get back um, from this break we are gonna have more with mr. John Vale of Annapolis Maryland so we will be right back
4: never had a plan just to live in for the minute. Yeah, we
2: was. A lot in the little-
1: Captain Jason Prieto here, and if you're in the market for a new boat, I can't think of a better choice than Canyon Bay Boats. From their 2470 with its huge front deck to the popular 2400 with its full transom and offshore capabilities, they have the perfect boat for you. Each boat is custom built to fit your fishing style, and they have an option list that will make any angler glad they chose Canyon Bay. If you would like more information on Canyon Bay, check out their website at www.canyonbayboats.com or just give them a call for a sea trial at 727-639-7584.
0: Introducing Finn, the world's first situational spectra fiber fishing line with four different braids to choose from. Wind tamer for windy conditions and put an end to wind knots. Shock absorbing for more stretch on those big bites. Original PRT for overall power and performance. And the new extra smooth. The strongest smoothest braid in the market. Get the world's first situational spectra braid. Fins.
2: The tides and weather are brought to you by Werner Paddle. For decades, Werner Paddles have been handcrafted in the USA, making great paddles for kayak anglers. If you're looking for a new paddle, look to Werner and try one today, because a great fishing paddle is a great paddling paddle. Go to WernerPaddles.com to locate a dealer near you. And we're back, segment two of the show. We have special guest in from Annapolis, Maryland, Mr. John Vale down to start out his 2016 fishing experiences. And uh, he's already got his next trip planned for February. And he and his buddies are already talking about March. And uh, these guys really like to fish. And uh, it's, it's fun to have these guys come down. I actually spend more time with these guys than pretty much any other clients. I drag them around town with me. They've got to go to the pubs. They got to come over to my house to eat the fish that they catch so uh we have a good time when these guys are down um so the the tides we are we're coming off the new moon tides and we're going to get into the quarter moon tide so we start out the week with not the best tides of the month um, we get later in the week the tides are going to start getting better again the weather um go look outside the weather's the weather's just not good um it is going to be back and forth all week long. If you believe the forecasts, um, winds going to go up and down. Mostly, it is going to be up. We are in an El Nino pattern unmistakably. We are in an El Nino pattern, and we're going to have a chance for rain every two or three days. Um, we're going to have a chance for storms, which normally in the winter time, you get a front come through, and it's not even really a storm. It rains for three minutes, and the cold air comes through afterwards. We have the potential for some rough weather the rest of the winter, and we're just going to have to deal with it. So I can't give you a weather forecast. I would tell you in planning your fishing trips, I would look at your weather inside 36 hours, and I would not trust any forecasts outside of that.
3: I would agree with you, Neil. We, we experienced the same thing to the north of here in the, the Chesapeake Bay area. Uh, you get all sorts of good weather reports that go out for days and days into the future, And honestly, I don't believe too much until it's about two days out. And at that point, I start paying closer attention. And uh, the day before and, better yet, uh, the night before, the morning of, are the times when I get the most information that helps me plan my trips.
2: Good tip. Good tip from John. And, uh, you know, picking your spots, uh, John's learned more about that. Um, I talk about it all the time, but I can remember one of his first trips down where we were sitting on a park bench watching the wind blow. And I think I was telling him about other options that we would have depending on the direction of the wind and the wind speed. So over these years, I've shown him almost every venue we have in Tampa Bay and pretty much where we chose to go almost always depended on what the wind was. Um, the tides have a certain amount of a factor on that, but, uh, where we've chosen to go has a great, great deal to do with the wind. So, um, john's learned a little bit of that along the ways we going back to the same spot multiple days on this on this trip because the wind is going to be pretty much identical tomorrow for what he had in his first trip the tides are going to be almost the same they're going to be backed up 45 minutes we found good fish we found fish that were happy and eating so we're going to go back and we're going to dip into that well again um We're going to have a weather day where we're not going to go. And uh, he's going to go over and tour the 12 Fathom Factory, which is a show sponsor and my lure sponsor. So John's going to get to do that on one of those days in. And then if the weather forecast holds, he will have one day of light winds on his final day of fishing here. And we are hoping that's a day where we find a bunch of redfish. We are going to try it on day two tomorrow. But uh, for sure on his last day here, we're hoping to, to make sure we get on a bunch of redfish. Um, John, what's your favorite species of fish to catch in Florida waters?
3: I, I think for me it would be the redfish because I very rarely can find a redfish at home. And I know if I come here or other Gulf Coast states, I stand a reasonable chance of finding that among the species that I do catch. Uh, I almost always catch speckle trout with Neil. We sometimes will catch ladyfish, flounder, snook. But the, the redfish is about the toughest one for me to find and it's a real treat when i do get one or, or get several of them
2: yes and we have uh we have gotten john on redfish and the thing that's good about john the technique i've taught him if i have him after a certain species he knows what to do and uh he is able to make the adjustments when we're going for redfish to get the redfish to like the presentation of the lure and get them to eat uh, there's a lot of people that live in florida spend every weekend trying to get out there who have been unable to achieve that. So, I mean, it's a good lesson on, uh, how and one should want to be, you gotta, you gotta move the lures right to get species to eat them. You need to learn the exact technique and what those species want. Now speckled trout's pretty easy. Um, you can do almost anything, but when speckled trout are moody, there's tricks to getting it done then too. But, uh, you make the adjustments, um, uh, Redfish, it's completely a control thing. You want to have complete control of that lure at all times, and you want that lure moving the slowest speed possible without snagging on the grass on the bottom. That is overall the biggest goal when you're trying to catch a redfish. So, John, um, back, back in Maryland, what is your favorite species to catch
3: there? I have a seasonal progression. And in the winter months, the, the species that's most easy for me to get to my in my kayak close to shore is the chain prickerel that I mentioned before. And I only discovered them about ten years ago and I've had just great fun catching these fish in the dead of winter for those last eight years. As the spring comes around, we get striped bass. We have some that are resident that are fairly small. We have some that are migratory that will come in to spawn and you have a chance of getting uh, 30 40 inch fish even bigger occasionally, uh, and we have resident fish throughout the summer. Uh, we also get white perch bluefish, and a few other species that we find in my local waters at home.
2: Absolutely. That's pretty neat. Uh, you've told me about the snakehead, so an invasive
3: species? Yes, the northern snakehead uh, was discovered in a pond not too far from where I live a few years ago, and it was called frankenfish. The Department of Natural Resources was so worried about the spread of this fish into other freshwater environments that they drained the pond Killed all the fish that were in there, not only the snakeheads, but the bass and the sunfish and so on, and hoped that they could stop it. It is extremely hardy fish. It can survive out of uh, water for a short period of time. It seems like it can move over land just short distances. Uh, It's taken over most of the Potomac River, which is a very good freshwater bass fishery. Uh, People were afraid that the snakeheads would outcompete the bass and ruin that fishery. It hasn't turned out that way. Uh, 've I've caught a couple of, of snakeheads. I caught a large one last summer that was just a, a real treat to catch. But uh, they've become more scarce in part because of commercial fishermen coming in and harvesting them at night under lights.
2: Oh okay. And is that something that the state wants to they, they still want these fish out of the waters?
3: They do. The Department of Natural Resources recommends that you do not uh, have you, you do not have a live fish on board your vessel because they don't want you transporting it somewhere else, intentionally right. or not. And they encourage people to, to keep as many snakeheads as they would like. There's no uh, size limit or or number limit on how many you keep.
2: Right. Yeah, that's pretty much the same we have with invasive species here. In fact, it's mandatory. An invasive species here, you catch one, you're supposed to kill it.
3: so that's... That's what the uh, Department of Natural Resources wants to do. I'm not a big fan of killing fish just for the sake of killing it, but those are the instructions that they have given to anglers.
2: Okay, and that's similar to what we have um, about halfway through segment two. John, um, what's one thing
3: you haven't done in Florida as far as fishing that you would like to do? Well, over over many years, i fished on both coasts. i fished down in the Keys, And I I fished most often in the last three years. Virtually all my Florida fishing has been here with Neil. I I just found that uh, fishing with him was educational for me. It was enjoyable in in many different ways. And for my travel time and my uh, Florida fishing dollars, I've focused on returning back so I could fish these waters time and time again and continue learning from Neil.
2: Well, I'm definitely glad to have you. And I'm looking forward to, on your next trip, having uh, one new guy and –
3: is it going to be Mike next time or Mark? It's going to be Mark and another fellow named John. Okay. I'll, I'll put in a plug for my buddies at home with about six of us who are retired. We call ourselves the old guys who like to fish, and we are able to go out several days a week on weekdays when most people are still at work. We're having a great time right now.
2: That's fantastic. And uh, Mark likes to use the fly rod. Um, he did the fly rod the last trip. He did it o- almost the whole day of the first day. And then he switched the lures for the last two days. And uh, I was kind of surprised he didn't go back to the fly rod because uh, he, had a, he had a pretty good amount of success on day one. But uh, he likes to do it both ways. And Mark's another good example of a guy that uh, can come up a level in the lessons. And when we get back from the break, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use him as an example of uh, things that I teach and the reason for doing things a certain way. Uh, we get back from this break. We're going to have more with John Vale of Annapolis, Maryland. Um, we're going to do the Come On Man segment, and uh, we're going to look forward to another two great segments on the show with John as our guest. We will be right back after these messages.
3: When I walk through that door tonight, yeah, I'm going to miss her.
4: Oh, look there. I've got to buy.
0: Designed by professional guides with four characteristics that all high-end fishing rods have. Durability, sensitivity, stability, and value. Built to use under all fishing conditions that every angler faces, there is no rod that covers more of your fishing needs. O'Hero series rods include gold, platinum, signature, specialty kayak, and tournament rods. A rod for every angler. Whether you're a recreational angler, guide, or tournament professional, they have a rod that will be as versatile as your fishing conditions. Find O'Hero rods at many of your favorite tackle shops, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or www.justforfishing.com.
1: This is Captain Jason Prieto. I have a new product to tell you about that puts more fish on the boat. It's called M80 Supercharged Chum with TNT Sparkle by M80 Marine Products. M80 Chum is a concentrated dry chum that is easily mixed with water and is great to use for all types of fish. From snapper and grouper on the wrecks to greenbacks on the flats, M80 Chum is always on my boat. If you're interested in purchasing some M80 Chum or would like more information on the product, just go to their website at www.M80MarineProducts.com. Precision Tackle manufactures the best performance floats on the market today. The Cajun Thunder, Back Bay, and Blue Water Thunder all offer quality floats that is the industry's first weighted surface disturbance corks with a noise-attracting click. No gimmicks, just a quality float that delivers trip after trip. Take it from me, Captain Jason Prieto, these floats will put more fish on the boat. From the original Cajun Thunder to the all-new Back Bay Thunder, you will catch more fish. You can pick one up at Tampa Fishing Outfitters or other retailers near you. Captain Jason Prieto here, and if you're in the market for a new boat, I can't think of a better choice than Canyon Bay Boats. From their 2470 with its huge front deck to the popular 2400 with its full transom and offshore capabilities, they have the perfect boat for you. Each boat is custom built to fit your fishing style, and they have an option list that will make any angler glad they chose Canyon Bay. If you would like more information on Canyon Bay, check out their website at www.canyonbayboats.com or just give them a call for a sea trial at 727-639-7584. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and when I'm getting my engine serviced, I can't think of anywhere better than Alifi Marine. Alifi Marine is a full-service and warranty facility for Yamaha and Mercury outboards. They are also a dealer for all Weld and Starcraft boats that are in stock and turnkey ready. For all you do-it-yourself guys, they have all Yamalube and Mercury oils in stock. Don't forget, Alify Marine is a sales and warranty center for all PowerPole products to keep your PowerPole in good working condition. Alpha Marine can meet all your service needs. Call now to schedule your next appointment. 813-671-BOAT.
0: O'Hero Braided Line is the only gel-spun fiber line that comes in four colors, including our multi-color braid, which changes every 10 yards for trolling and deep dropping. O'Hero Braided Line is not only the thinnest line in the fishing industry, but also ranks as the highest in abrasion resistance using the highest and latest technology. O'Hero Braid will cast further and last longer. It comes in many spool sizes from 150 yards to bulk size, very importantly, with great prices. you can find O'Hero Braided Line. At many of your favorite tackle shops tampa fishing outfitters or online at justforfishing.com
1: and now it's time for the come on man sponsored by foy's tire service if you need to get some new tires on your truck car or even your boat just give foy's tire service a call at 813-241-4017
2: and we're back third segment of the show it's just cruising along john I love the radio show. It's it's a lot of fun, and it, it's good to have you in here. I know we talked about it before. Last couple times in, came to do the radio show, and John was at a party at my house. There's cookouts at my house, and I'm not there. But uh, anyway, I just told him, and uh, Captain Jason, Captain Danny, have the week off. I told them I've got this guy that I want to have on the radio show, so I cut them free to have the week off. And uh, for the break, I was talking about um, Mark. And, uh, Mark's been coming down for a couple of years with John and, uh, I mentioned Mark likes to do some fly fishing. Mark switched over to do a lot more lure fishing and for the final day for both Mark and Terry, I was going to try and bring them up a level where they would catch more fish. Um, John catches a lot of fish. Um, he has been for a long time. John's got the technique down. John's got the feel for it. So and watching Mark uh, about an hour into the trip on the last day, I told him to get his elbows up, and uh, he's resting in his arms uh, on his thighs. And you do that, you are losing all the feel of the fishing rod. So right after I told him that, he started catching more fish. So just a little thing there, and I know it because I teach it and I fish myself, and I know if you're lazy – you're not going to catch as many fish. If you're doing it if you're doing it right and you're working at it, you're going to be a little better at fishing than the next guy. So that little thing there, I mean, that helped a great deal. So Terry, um Terry's thing is uh he's a left-hander. And Terry's casting technique is kind of cross-body left-handed and uh I just told Terry I said uh I think you need to make longer casts. You're going to put the lure in front of more fish if you're getting the lure further out there. So, gave him my, my biggest lesson in casting is control the lure. You go back and you count to two. You pause and you get control of that lure. Get the lure stopped and then for making the longest cast, everything about the length of that cast is how fast you go forward with it. I call it acceleration. I call it putting some energy behind the cast. So, I teach people how to cast. I tell them you want it to make a whizzing noise, which is the sound of the line coming off the spool. So Terry started making longer casts. So may not have meant that many more fish on that day, but every day he goes fishing, he's making longer casts. More fish are going to see his lures. The more fish see your lures, the more fish you're
3: going to catch. That's just very basic. So anyway, um, well, Neil, that's, that's a good point you made, that when you're taking your clients out, uh, some guides will take them out, they'll hand them a rod, say, throw it out there, and uh, if they catch fish, great. If they don't catch fish, well, that's tough luck. I, I, one of the things I've enjoyed about fishing with you so many times is that you're a teacher. You love the sport, and you love to see other people make improvements in their skill level, and uh, you've certainly helped me fishing down here, uh, learn things that I wouldn't know otherwise, and many of those lessons transfer when I go back home again. Even though the water conditions are different, the species are different, I still feel like I've got a little bit better sense of, of how to fish after working with you many times. Right. And,
2: I mean, that's uh, it is important to me um, to track the progress and to watch what people are doing. So I've got a guy who just booked another trip today. He He won first place in this overall tournament series he was in for the, the entire year. He still feels he needs to learn more. He took first place over 250 other people. He booked another trip because he wants to work on his skills to make them better. So anyway, I, I didn't say anything about it, but I, you know, I was honored that, uh, he values what I provide that much. And part of the reason that he finished first place in this thing was what I taught him in the first couple times I took him out. And, uh, he is catching a lot more fish, and he's catching a lot more bigger fish because of what I taught him um, the initial timeout. So, anyway, that's that's something. It's it's an honor, and uh, I forget what the final count was. I count. I I bet I don't even have accurate numbers, but uh, it was a bunch of people that had first place finishes in tournaments that were clients. Um, biggest example was probably Ruben. Ruben Salazar won the Captain Mel Classic. He won his division, so he won he won the no-motor grand prize, which was the kayak. He also paid the $10 for the bonus pool. And I took Reuben fishing two weeks before the tournament. Taught him a great deal, and uh, he was very happy with the trip. He said it, it was an eye-opener. So Reuben only caught two fish that day, a trout and a redfish. It just happened to be the biggest trout and the biggest redfish in the entire event. So he he swept his own division. Longest redfish, longest trout, longest combined inches. In the overall pool, longest trout, longest redfish, first place, first place, longest combined inches. So he took the entire money pool. So we were talking about it. It would be impossible for anyone to win more than what Ruben <laughs> did at this year's tournament. So that was that was a fun one, and uh, Ruben's such a nice guy. I was so happy for the guy, and that's what – I point at that and it's a perfect example people that are afraid of fishing in tournaments. Uh why be afraid of it? Uh, look at what Ruben did. He's basically a beginner to the sport. Uh, another guy, Ben Kirk Connell, um a first place finisher in my tournaments years past. Ben has had a terrible bout with cancer. Um Ben is ha- is making a great recovery all of a sudden it was not looking good. Ben is hoping to fish in the tournament again this year. Um Dennis and Ben are buddies and uh lifelong buddies and so you know ben's another guy he was a beginner i took him fishing and uh boom first place finisher in the captain mel classic and he said i I almost didn't enter it i didn't think i had any skills good enough to do it but he goes i was in the right spot i caught a nice fish ended up being a first place fish so anyway it is fun to watch and see what people go on to do and uh some people are better at taking the lessons than others but uh everyone's always better from the experience you would have to be Uh, whether it's the kayak aspect that you're trying to learn or the habits of the species, how I plan my trips. I still have people that say I book a trip with you just to hear you talk about why we are where we are and why we're going to this spot at this point in the day and why we moved, why we didn't stay. And uh, it's all science. Every move I make is calculated. There's some guesswork, but uh, everything I do is part of a plan. I usually stick to the plan. Um, It's instinct. Sometimes you break the plan just because you think something might work. But for the most part, I have a plan and I stick to it. And I think that's one of the biggest problems um, with a lot of people. They don't have
3: any plan at all or they have a bad plan. I would agree with that, Neil. And I I really think to step up your fishing success – you need to do homework before each trip don't just say well i caught fish there yesterday i, I think i'll go back tomorrow and i'll catch them again uh, what i like to do before every trip is i'll look at the wind forecast and i look not only at the speed at different hours during the day but the direction of that wind and that lets me uh, have a sense of when i can be in open water when i need to tuck into more sheltered waters i'm also looking at the tides we don't have a very high tidal exchange where i live in maryland maybe a foot and a half to two feet from high to low. But uh, we also have a lot of wind-driven water level. So even if I go out what's supposed to be a high tide and the wind's been blowing in an opposite direction, it could push that water level down to extremely low. So knowing that information uh, is very helpful in planning the trip. And as Neil said, start out with a plan, follow your plan. And if the plan's not working, you either stick with it a bit longer or you decide what else can I do that might work because the first plan isn't working,
2: right? Also, you know, also good feedback. So, um, John, we're going to come up on the last segment here pretty quickly. I uh, want to remind everyone, CaptainMel.com is the official website of the radio show. Um, it's a website I own. CaptainMel.com is currently going through a major upgrade. Uh, the transfer of content is going to take twelve days total. This is with a the whole team of people working on it. That's how much stuff is on that site. The forums, I've taken control of the forums, so we are no longer going to have the same forums host. I'm hosting it myself. Everything's going to be improvement on there, so everyone should keep checking back. capmel.com within the two-week the two week period here is going to take on a whole new look. Um, there's going to be a lot of great improvements there, so stay tuned for that. Segment four, the Captain's Tip of the Week. We're going to have John give you a tip something he thinks you all should try and do out there to to have a little more success in fishing Tampa Bay. So when we get back, we're going to do the final segment of the show with Mr. John Vale of Annapolis, Maryland. We will be right back.
4: This is Captain Danny Garina. One of the questions asked of a live bait fishing guide is, what should I use to chum up a live bait? The answer is Perino 45, and Smelt Feed and Pet Supply carries it. It's cheaper and better than making it yourself. Smelt Feed and Pet Supply is conveniently located in Tampa at 4116 East 7th Avenue. Just ask for the bait chum that all the fishing guides use. Smelt Feed and Pet Supply, 248-2359, or you can visit them on the web at smeltfeed.com.
2: Fishing Supply Liquidators, where your fishing dollar goes further, over 500,000 top brand name rods, reels, lures, and frozen bait at crazy low prices. Open seven days a week, we teach people how to catch fish and back up our sales with professional and courteous service, rod and reel repair, and support. We can custom order any fishing tackle item that we don't stock. We're located at the Oldsmar Flea Market. Come on in. Are you looking for high-performance and top-quality fishing gear that'll hold up under the toughest of fishing conditions?
0: Then check out the O'Harrow lineup of fishing products now available at your local tackle retailer or online at oharrowfishing.com. Choose from a wide variety of rods, reels, lines, poles, and accessories to help you get the job done next time you're reeling in the big one. O'Harrow,
3: conquering the fishing world one cast at a time.
2: 12 Fathom Saltwater Series Lures, top quality soft plastic baits. The line of 12 Fathom Lures are designed to trick all species and are available in the most productive colors. Visit their website 12fathom.com. Use the Lures Pros Throw, 12 Fathom Lures, and catch more fish? Make them an offer they can't refuse with 12 Fathom Lures.
0: The old saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, holds true for your vehicle's health as well as your personal health. The experienced technicians at At Home Auto Care perform a free safety inspection with any maintenance or repair service, allowing them to spot a minor problem before it turns into an expensive breakdown. All repairs are guaranteed at At Home Auto Care. At Home Auto Care, 2003 South U.S. Highway 41 in Ruskin, Florida. Call 813-645-0339 to schedule your vehicle for an appointment today.
1: This is Captain Jason Prieto. If you want to keep up with Danny and myself during the week to see what our latest catch is, just find us on Facebook. Search Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show and hit the like button. We will keep you dialed in on what's biting on Tampa Bay.
4: Captain Danny Garino here. DOA Lures has done it again. Captain Mark Nichols of DOA Lures has introduced his newest creation, the DOA Airhead. It will bring fish out of any hiding place. DOA Lures the unfair advantage innovators not followers check them out at the local tackle store or on the web at DOALures.com
2: This is Neil Taylor with CapMel.com, Florida's number one fishing website founded by Captain Mel Berman your one stop for all your online fishing needs CAPMEL.com Again that's CapMel.com. <laughs>
4: Want to fish with one of the hosts of the Tampa Fishing Outfitters radio show? All you have to do is give us a call. 813 373 2610. And now it's time for the Captain's Tip of the Week.
1: This segment brought to you by Powerpole Shallow Water Anchors. Swift, silent, and secure. For more information, go to powerpole.com.
2: And here it is, the fourth and final segment of the show. Um, it's going to be a good one. Um, Reminder, uh, all of our radio shows are podcasts, so you can go back and listen to all the previous shows. Um, you can sign up to get the email notifications when a new show is uploaded, which usually happens on Wednesday nights. We have the previous week's show um, is uploaded to podcasts. Um, CapMail.com, I also post those there. Facebook, my page, strike 3 Kayak Fishing. Our radio show page, Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio. Um, We also put the podcasts up there, so you can use those as resources to catch the show if you don't catch it live, our show live, 8 a.m. on Sundays on 1040 um, Sports Talk, the team. John, um, Captain's Tip of the Week, I threw this on top of you so that uh, you would uh, tell people from your experiences, what's something that you think is valuable um, to be better at fishing in Florida?
3: that's a little bit tough for an outsider. I I fish here a couple weeks every year. Uh, I don't fish here all the time. But uh, certainly one one tip is when you're new to an area and you don't really know how things are going, either go out with a friend who's a very good fisherman or hire a guide. uh, The guides are doing this for a living, and if they're not good at it, they won't stay doing that type of work very long. So uh, that would be my first tip, and I I guess – Learn what type of tackle you want to use. Do you want to throw topwater? Do you want to throw uh, soft plastics? Do you want to throw metals? And really learn how to work those lures as best as you can for the, the species that you're targeting.
2: Very good tip. And uh, i like to thank John for uh, taking some time out of his visit to come into the studio. Um, I think he was a little excited about it. Um, I brought it up and uh, he was like, oh, radio, you know, it's not something I've really done that much of. So. We're glad to have him in here um, I call John a geologist and he, he always tells me that's not correct uh, He is he is a water and a gas and oil type expert where I would still qualify that as a geologist but uh, my brother Mark was a geophysicist and uh, anyway they're such similar guys. Uh, my brother Mark has passed but uh, I'm sure the two of them would have enjoyed talking because uh, there's a lot of overlap in what you and Mark did. And, uh, John had a successful, uh, successful work career in that industry and he still travels around doing consulting work. So it's kind of a neat thing. Um, John is trying to work in as much fishing as he can in between his, his other responsibilities as a consultant. And, uh, I think it's great that he's
3: able to work in so many trips to come fishing here. Um. Well, thanks, Neil. I, I wouldn't be coming back this many times if I didn't enjoy fishing with you and enjoying the style of fishing and the opportunities that the Tampa Bay region offers to me. Glad to
2: hear that feedback. And, uh, of course, I knew that. You know it when someone someone likes what they're doing. And, uh, you know, I'm the same way. I I, I enjoy it. Um, I've done it so much more than anyone else. Um, to me, the guiding is, is great because of that. I've already done so much fishing myself it's much better for me to watch someone else fishing than for me to be doing it myself. Uh, but yeah, I, I do enjoy watching people really enjoy being successful at something they want to do. And, uh, the, the, the fishing and the guiding thing is exactly that. And, uh, it's really been a great run. Um, the amount of knowledge you pick up doing it. Um, I'm way better than I was the first four years I was guiding and, uh, I had a pretty good following and, uh, I had clients that uh, did well, but uh, you know, now I've been doing it over ten years now. I would say, in the past few years, it has gotten so much easier. Um, there's always some tough days, and there's always things you can't control. But uh, guiding has become so much easier with a function of time and experience that uh, it really it's it makes it that much more enjoyable when uh, you have confidence and you show up every day and you just know the people are going to have these opportunities. And sometimes there's just not opportunities. Brian Nosko, who I took fishing, he'll probably listen to this show. I took him fishing the two days before John. Brian just got a bad break. He got literally the worst two-day period of fishing days that probably goes back to August. And so, anyway, after John caught all these fish, I I sent Brian a text message and I said, Well, we missed it by a day because I would estimate on John's first fishing trip, I would estimate we caught over 30 trout that were over 16 inches uh, between the two of us. And the action was just steady. John
3: probably caught, how many fish total did you catch? Uh, In the low 30s. And uh, as Neil said, it, it was steady. We found several spots where we would cast and every cast for 10 in a row, you'd either get a bump or you'd catch a fish. And uh, that's just spectacular fishing. It doesn't happen all the time.
2: Yeah, and it was it was a short outing. Um, we made that judgment. With John, he's going to get it in three of the four days this time. Weather's going to knock one day out, but uh, we knocked it out early. I told him I said we're gonna we're gonna catch these fish and uh, got enough to, to make some dinner tomorrow. And I told him I said we're gonna take a swing around see if we can find a redfish and then we're gonna get a, get you out of here because it was not warm. Um, it wasn't dismal. I mean, Brian's first day was dismal. I mean, my eyes were watering. You could see your breath in the air at 2 p.m.
3: Neil, I can't really feel too sorry for you I when I'm, I'm at home breaking ice to get the kayak out to where I want to
2: fish. <laughs> well, you need to move. If you got to break ice to go fishing, you're living in the wrong place. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Brian, uh, Brian fits that category of people that I really appreciate. He's another outdoorsman. He's very similar to John um brian just likes to go and brian didn't care that it was slow brian's been with me when the fishing was better so he knew and there was just nothing we could do about it and uh he caught some fish but he did not get on a good bite like john had in john's first trip but uh that's the way it goes and you know the good thing is brian's still here another week so i'm coaching him and where to go because he's going fishing every day on his own and uh He's an explorer. He likes to try stuff on his own, so I veto certain ideas he's had, (laughs) tell him that another choice would be better. But uh, Brian's going to get his fish, and uh, I did have a good time taking Brian fishing, but, boy, it's frustrating. When you have – if it's bad weather and the bite's still good, like John's first trip, that weather wasn't great. Uh, The sun wasn't even hardly shining. But the fish were feeding pretty good, so you kind of forget about the weather. Well, Brian's trip, the weather was even worse, and it was a battle to get anything to happen. So, gosh, if if there were more days like that, I think I would have to quit. I don't think I could guide. If every day was like that, I, I don't think I could do it.
3: What what we saw today was professional knowledge. We fished in a variety of different spots, and there would be places we'd fish for 15 minutes nonstop and not get a bite. And Neil would say, let's move up a few yards or let's move a quarter mile away, and all of a sudden we'd get into one of these Pockets of fish where every cast you were getting bumped without that local knowledge and expertise we could have had a very disappointing day but it turned out to be a good day we hit the right
2: spots and again gets back to my plan um, we fished it exactly how i wanted to we didn't catch fish early like i thought we would um, the place where a lot of these fish had been oh in weeks past and even months past there's just nothing there so moving forward from there where where are you going to look next and the second area we went to, um, first couple casts, no good. But we moved up further to get where we're casting the far end of this hole. And then it started happening. And John and I both casting, we alternated. And we, we caught a bunch of fish in succession for probably a solid 45 minutes. And uh, tide started rising, and the fish started to move a little. And we actually kept pushing forward. And then we weren't into him anymore. And John said, any suggestions? And I said, yeah, do the great circle route. Go back around that hole, and we're going to go back through the same hole again. And we did. John paddled around it. You don't paddle through fish. You paddle through fish, you spook them out, then there's fewer to catch. So he did a wide circle around him. He dropped anchor. And then we just moved him back up to get back into him. Um, he He went a little far back probably to start, but... He started fishing it, and he started hitting it again, so those fish were behind us. So we made another good decision there. Um, We kept moving forward to to get on opportunity, and when it stopped, we guessed right that the fish were then behind us, and uh, we went back around and we caught them. So that worked out. Flounder are probably done for the year. Um, Those who are flounder junkies, uh, Jason Stock, those of you who know him, he is catching couple dozen flounder a day on his reef trips, and he's getting big ones. Um, So the migration of flounder offshore has happened. There are still going to be some that are going to be inshore year-round going through winter, but the numbers are down because um, a great deal of those numbers have gone offshore. Pompano, this is not the Pompano season anyway. Um, Where I would normally catch Pompano this time of year is Fort DeSoto, and I haven't been going there because of the red tide readings the update on that hopefully the red tide is subsiding there um i'm waiting to see the next update to see if it's still measured there a couple weeks ago it was high concentration there there was some fish kill, but uh the way it was isolated a lot of the fish just moved so anyway we're hoping that that abates and we're done with red tide for the year um we're going to have more guests coming up um we'll have john back on again works out when uh, he has a trip in and uh we'd certainly like to to hear him talk more about current events on his fishing in maryland and uh talk about his experiences fishing here because he did 20 days of fishing with me last year and uh it's looking like he may try and break that record this year
3: i hope i'm able to so.
2: yeah well we'll certainly uh we'll certainly love to have you back every chance that you get um Shout out to our sponsors. We are going to have some new sponsors coming on to the show. Um, we have great participation with the companies that uh, have bought ad time on our shows. Uh, we really appreciate the people behind those companies, so uh, we would like to thank them for their continued involvement with the show. Um, John, anything else you want
3: to share with people? Your experiences fishing here or at home? Well, I, I have to say that... the the fishing in Florida offers a lot more opportunities in terms of different habitats and the numbers of species that we compared to what I see at home. I can routinely catch three, four or five species throughout the year. Uh, and down here it's double or triple that number. And uh, that's one of the draws that brings me back The fish fight. Well, they're colorful and attractive and uh, there's lots of different variety.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We had uh Oh, a couple trips ago we even had let's see it was it was Mike and Terry that time and uh, let's see Mike caught a, a Goliath grouper. Terry caught a gag grouper and I think that day you guys caught like 12 different species yeah. too. It was a little bit of everything but uh there's some targeting we could do to throw some different stuff in but uh John caught shark a, a nice shark on a lure one time. It's actually the first black tip shark I've ever eaten
3: it was delicious and to catch a 39 inch fish on a one eight ounce jig head and a small uh, paddle tail from 12 fathoms uh, that was just a real treat that fish uh, probably shouldn't have eaten a bait that small and yeah to the fact that uh, i was able to hook it and with neil's guidance uh, work it for 15 minutes and get it to the boat uh, that was a, a great memory for me
2: that was i thought you'd hooked a snook uh, the way it took off initially but john that's going to wrap it up for the week um Again, uh, anyone wants to contact me, my business is Strike 3 Kayak Fishing. Livelybaits at AOL.com is my email address. Strike3kayakfishing.com is my website. Capmel.com, you can find me on there as Livelybaits. That is going to wrap it up for the week. Um, Thanks for listening to the show, and we will catch you again next week. And tight lines.
1: Precision Tackle offers a variety of spoons and spinnerbaits that are superior to any others on the market today. The Flats Intruder Wheeler spoons are offered in 8 ounce, quarter ounce, and half ounce sizes and come in gold, silver, copper, and black. Precision Tackle also offers the Thunderspin, Cajun Flash, and Stalker spinnerbaits. These baits are made to perform flawlessly in salt water and catch plenty of trout, redfish, flounder, and mackerel. This is Captain Jason Prieto. If you want to keep up with Danny and myself during the week to see what our latest catch is, just find us on Facebook. Search Tampa Fishing Outfitters Radio Show and hit the like button. We will keep you dialed in on what's biting on Tampa Bay. Want to catch more fish? Try O'Hero's 100% Fluorocarbon Leader. It's by far
0: the most invisible fluorocarbon on the market today with superior abrasion resistance to meet any rugged saltwater conditions. O'Hero Fluorocarbon Leader is easy to tie and comes in all strengths to fit every angler's needs. Used by many tournament anglers and charter boat captains, O'Hero Fluorocarbon Leader should be in your tackle box. See them at www.justforfishing.com, Tampa Fishing Outfitters, or any of your major tackle shops.
1: This is Captain Jason Prieto, and when I'm getting my engine serviced, I can't think of anywhere better than Alify Marine. Alify Marine is a full-service and warranty facility for Yamaha and Mercury outboards. They are also a dealer for all Weld and StarCraft boats that are in stock and turnkey ready. For all you do-it-yourself guys, they have all Yamalube and Mercury oils in stock. Don't forget, Alify Marine is a sales and warranty center for all powerful products to keep your powerful in good working condition. Alpha Marine can meet all your service needs. Call now to schedule your next appointment. 813-671-BOAT. This is Captain Jason Prieto, and I have a new product to tell you about that puts more fish on the boat. It's called M80 Supercharged Chum with TNT Sparkle by M80 Marine Products. M80 Chum is a concentrated dry chum that is easily mixed with water and is great to use for all types of fish. From snapper and grouper on the wrecks to greenbacks on the flats, M80 Chum is always on my boat. If you're interested in purchasing some M80 Chum or would like more information on the product, just go to their website at www.M80MarineProducts.com.
2: Live, local. This is kind of a great thing and I'll tell you what. Your home for NBC Sports,
1: the new Sports Talk 1040, the team, and sportsdockflorida.com.